when is Apple putting M1 to the iPhone? If Apple puts M1 into the iPhone, I will switch from Android. Apple simply must put M1 into the iPhone. Nothing else, nothing else will satisfy fans. You are all seriously, seriously burning my comments and mentions and feeds, just everything to the ground. And I am so here for it. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. We are so close, so close to a quarter million. So hit that subscribe button and bell and help us build the best community in tech together. So Apple's 11th generation architecture, system on a chip, silicon sandwich. For the custom CPU, it's got four of Apple's Ice Storm efficiency cores and four Firestorm performance cores. Not that Firestorm. And those integrate the Apple Scalar Matrix Multiplication Accelerators, or mercifully, AMX. For the GPU, it's got eight of Apple's custom graphics cores. For the ANU, or Apple Neural Engine, the M1 has 16 of those cores. There's the ISP or image signal processor to do all the increasingly demanding, fancy computational photography and videography stuff, the secure enclave for touch ID and face ID, device security, and all the OPSEC jazz. Then there are custom encode decode blocks, display drivers, Thunderbolt controllers, the hypervisor and x86 translation accelerators, and either eight gigabytes or 16 gigabytes of Apple's high efficiency tweaked LPDDR4X memory, unified memory right on the package. And it's it's a tasty sandwich. Higher performance at better efficiency than anything else on the market and actually higher performance at any efficiency than most anything else on the market. So what would it take to cram all of that down into the next iPhone? Because M1 is big. It's hella big. It is an absolute compute unit by Apple standards in terms of its physical size and the thermal envelope it requires for its power draw which is around 26 to 27 watts on average. And that just won't fit into an iPhone, even an iPhone Pro Max, which can handle like five to six watts. And that means we have to squeeze it down. Less of a silicon sandwich and more of a silicon slider. Less Ben Affleck Batman and way more Christian Bale Batman. Keep it all 11th generation IP, of course, zero regression, but we can start by yoding all the stuff that we don't need. Like the 16 gigabytes of RAM because iOS isn't Android. It's not interpreted. There's no garbage collection. It doesn't even swap like a traditional OS. It just straight up jetsums anything that doesn't play memory nice. Eight gigabytes, hell, six gigabytes is more than enough, at least for now. There's no need for hypervisor or x86 acceleration either, as much as some of you might wanna run Intel Mac apps on your iPhone, because just, no. Same with the Thunderbolt controllers. As much as I would personally love, love Thunderbolt, even just on the pro line of iPhones, Every damn side of Apple's Magic 8-Ball reads no for ports these days, which means even Lightning just isn't long for this world. We can keep all the encode and decode blocks, a secure enclave because secure, the ISP, the 16 ANU cores, because those are all high demand and high efficiency, even on an iPhone. But all those GPU cores, the iPhone interface is size constrained enough that no apps are really gonna make use of them. So instead of eight, we can easily whittle that down to four. Same with the CPU cores. Since each core is the exact same speed, the stuff we're doing on the iPhone will still be as performant. It will still swipe and render and do all of those things as fast as ever. We just don't require as massively multi-core many of them. We can keep the four efficiency cores because super efficient, but cut the performance cores to two. 
And that should get us down from the 26 to 27 watts of an iPad Pro or Mac to the five to six watts of an iPhone, just fine. So now the question becomes, could Apple put that super legere version of an M1 into the iPhone 13? Would they? Should they? And no, hard no, nope. Absolutely not, because that would be a step back. It would be a regression because Apple already put just exactly that chip into the iPhone 12. 11th generation architecture, four efficiency cores, two performance cores, four graphics cores, 16 neural engine cores, AMX, ISP, and a partridge in a flipping pear tree. Or more precisely, A14 Bionic as the SOC. Yeah, the A14 is pretty much an M1 Junior, or rather the M1 is pretty much an A14 Extended and they're not shipping it this fall in the next iPhone because they already just shipped it last fall with the current iPhone. It's done, you got it. M1 IP arrived, fans serviced, Androids switch away. And as to what Apple will put in the next generation iPhone, that's a tangent I'll say for the extended version of this video, the Nebula cut, because that's where I don't have to worry about YouTube view durations or retention or average views per viewer or any of that stuff. It's where I post all of my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, and yes, many of them with extended bonus content, sometimes twice as long, sometimes three times as long, because I can talk, like event reactions, interviews, explainers, and more. And you can get a Nebula subscription for absolutely free when you sign up to curiositystream.com slash Richie, or just click the link in the description. And right now, that bundle is 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy pizza a year for access to their thousands of legit amazing documentaries and series like Google and The World Brain, as well as all the ad-free and often extended videos on Nebula from Legal Eagle, Jordan Harrod, Ali Abdal, Real Science, and now MKBHD. Yeah, Marquez and so many more for over 26% off, less than $15 a year. Just click the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Richie. It really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for complete breakdowns on the A14, the M1, what we might see in an M1X, even an M2, ARM V9. I go through everything Apple Silicon, both what's now and what's still to come. Just hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.